Hey everybody, what is up? As the kids say, what is the dealio? No, I'm just kidding. The kids don't say that no more. And if my kids heard me say that, they would probably um, really ridicule me and really make me stop recording. And dad, you can't do that. You can't say that. No one says that anymore. But you know what? Because I have control of this dial, guess what? I am going to say, what's the dealio? Or um, as we said here in Texas, what it do? What's up, y'all? That's, that's all hood slang. Maybe you have to uh, translate for somebody else who may not be used to uh, this dialect. But hey, how are you all doing? I hope it, everybody's having a great day. I hope that everybody's having a wonderful time. No matter what you're doing, I hope your day is looking well. I hope your morning go- is going well. I hope you're doing well. And remember, if you are not, that tough times don't last. Tough people do. And, and I'm keeping a good thought and a good prayer for you. And uh, just know your situation is going to turn around. No matter how bleak it looks, it's going to turn around. I am really, really, really excited about this show. Um, I'm really uh, pumped and and hyped about it. This is something that I've been thinking about for quite a while and just really uh, mulling over and and really wanted to be mindful of, of how it came across the information that I share. Uh, I wanted to really be insightful. I hope that you are uh, tremendously blessed by it. And, um, you know, I, I just really hope you get something out of it. And, um, you know, <clears throat> today's show is called uh, Can I Do It? Um, the Subtle Art of Self-Sabotage. The Subtle Art of Sabotage. Uh, self-sabotage. And and the reason I I thought about this is because I see so many people, so many gifted, talented people who never fully do what they are called to do, what they're commissioned by God to do, what they're meant to do in life. I never um, really see them going into their fullest potential. Now, Self-sabotage is, uh, well, the very definition of sabotage is, uh, one of them is um, an act or process tending to hamper or harm deliberate subversion. Now, you may say, okay, well, I I don't really get that, but when you add self into it, there are many people who subconsciously or doing something that is an act or a process to hamper or to harm themselves. You say that sounds foolish, but, I, but I, I'm going to give you a few things that I think may help, a few things that I, I believe uh, really are tools that, that you will find beneficial um, to do that. Now, in my studies, uh, in my processing, in my thinking about it, uh, I want you to take some notes if you can. Hopefully you, you are, you're able to. I'm going to give you first three things that I believe cause self-sabotage. These are three things that are the causes of self-sabotage. The first one is fear. Fear. And it's not a outright fear that that you would have of of a lion walking down the street or a crocodile 
in the waters. It's not is not uh, that blatant, but the reality is when you are afraid, then you keep telling yourself, "Oh, well, it's not worth it." You keep telling yourself, "Oh, well, I'll uh, I'll figure that out later," or or there's a deal that needs to be signed, and, and you keep telling yourself, uh, "You know." Um, I don't know why they would consider me or you don't you don't necessarily uh, believe that someone would want to enter into a deal with you or enter into a relationship with you or or would hire you as an employee. Fear can lock you up and fear can lie to you and make itself appear real to you, make itself appear actual to you. Because you've rehearsed it so long that now you believe the fear more than you believe uh, the positive things in your life. More than you believe the words of affirmation. See, because it's, it's like um, if, if you're getting ready to sit down and someone pulls a chair from underneath you. Okay, the first time you'd be like, okay, um, you know, shame on... on on me or shame on you, you know, I know better. I'm going to look before I sit. Next time you get ready to sit down, the person says, okay, have a seat. And right as you get ready to sit down, they pull the chair from under you again. So now you have this preconceived notion that whenever I get ready to sit, I'm afraid that chair is not going to be there anymore. So what do you do? You don't sit as easily as you once did because that fear of what has happened in the past has now locked locked you up. And so now you're afraid to move forward. And isn't that how so many people are living our lives? Because of the things that have happened in the past, our fear has now told us that we won't be able to do it simply because of what has happened in the past, what has happened to your parents, what has happened to other people you know. So now, because of that fear, you no longer want to do it. So you subconsciously, and that's a word you're going to hear constantly on this broadcast uh, today on this episode, you subconsciously tell yourself you don't need it and or you don't want it. But the reality is it's the fear talking to you and talking you out of even going forward, pushing the button, hitting accept, hitting enter, dating the person, accepting the job, going for the interview, going for the promotion, writing the book, uh, starting a company. It's that fear that is lying to you and telling you that if you do it, remember what happened in the past. If you do it, remember this other person who failed at doing it. If you do it, remember how you saw all those other people fall. If you do it, then you're going to lose all your money. If you do it, and, and you fail at love, then nobody else is going to love you ever again in your life. If you do it and you fail at it, then nobody else is going to ever want to do business with you. That this is going to be the paramount um, position in your life. This is going to be the paramount episode in your life. And you're never going to be able to do anything else in your, in your life, no matter how long you live. You can be 22 right now and you can live to be 82, but that fear will lock you up. And have you in solitary confinement in a prison your whole entire life 
and you're sabotaging everything that comes your way because of that fear. The second thing is low self-esteem. Low self-esteem. Now, low self-esteem starts with self for a reason. It's because of the voices and the things that you have experienced again in your life, which have made you to believe that I'm not worthy of it. It has made you to believe that I am not worthy of going higher in my life. It's made you to believe that I am not worthy of this person coming into my life accepting me as I am. I am not worthy of this company accepting me. I am not worthy of going higher in my life. I'm not worthy of owning my own company and getting myself out of debt and getting my family out of debt and starting a new uh, trajectory and a new uh, a new form of of wealth for my family. I'm not worthy of it. That low self-esteem has misled you. So now every, every time a new position is presented, a new person comes in your life, a new opportunity is in front of you, you subtly tell yourself, I'm not worth it. Now, everybody else <clears throat> you talk to, they're going to they're gonna say, I believe in you. And that's coming up on, on my next point. And you're going to say, oh, I believe in me too. And I'm going to do it. And, and I can't believe it. And this is going to happen. And this is that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out here and I'm going to do it. But subtly, subconsciously, there goes that word again, deep down in your, in your head, in your mind, in your soul, in your spirit, deep down inside of you, you're really saying, yeah, right. I don't believe in that won't happen to a person like me. That never happens to a person like me. That never happens to somebody who looks like me. That doesn't happen to people like me. That's stupid. I know y'all believe in it, but that don't happen to people like me. That low self-esteem, that they won't let me up. That victim mentality, they won't let me up. You have this victim mentality and and so you never associate that victim mentality with a low image that you have of yourself that if you don't make it, it's because of somebody else. It's that lowly, low brow that you have of yourself, that low perspective you have of yourself, that I am not worthy of a thing like this because of the way I grew up, because of who I am because of my gender, because of the way I was raised. I'm not worthy of this. And so that low self-esteem is talking you out of it. And whenever you get ready to do something great, that little um, low self-esteem pops his ugly head up. It keeps popping his head up. We all have something wrong with us. We all have this... um, these things that we're the, that we're trying to work on, the, we all have these these images of ourselves that that we're trying to to build on. We all have this 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 thing that we have to deal with, and and we have to overcome it. Otherwise, we'll be stuck in isolation, and you are letting that thing stop you from being what you're called to be. That thing stop you from applying to that job. You may not have the degree, but you have the skill sets. And so you need to go in there and sell yourself and tell them why, 
why the company needs me because I am going to be an asset to this company. I'm going to be an asset to your life. I'm going to be an asset uh, to whatever organization I've attached myself to. But you have this low image of yourself. And so every time somebody tries to present something new, then outwardly, because most times low self-esteem doesn't appear outward, but outwardly you're making these great proclamations, but inwardly you're dealing with low self-esteem. And you're self-sabotaging yourself because subtly, subconsciously, you don't believe you're worthy of it. Here's another cause of it, which kind of feeds into that low self-esteem thing. Because there are some things that that you may have low self-esteem on, but it's because of the voices you've heard throughout your life. The third thing that is a cause of it is your circle of influence. Your circle of influence i.e., be it the people who you are raised around, the people you have befriended, the people you call uh, influencers or mentors or whatever, tell you, I don't know if I would do that or I I wouldn't do that. You know, you probably hear my Texas accent come out real good right about now. I don't know if I'd do that. Uh, Nobody ever done that before. And, you know, I don't think you should do that. You know, people like us, they don't ever... You know, we don't we don't get to go to schools like that. You know, why are you going to send your kids to an Ivy League school or even apply? You know, and so you have all these people around you who are feeding into that negative narrative that now has bled into you. That water has gotten out of that from outside of the boat and has now become uh, in the boat. It is now in the boat and is now engulfing the boat. And that's where that low self-esteem comes from. And it comes from inside because you believe the voices of maybe people on the outside. And now that has become your voice on the inside. But I'm telling you, who you have around you makes an entire, it makes a big, big difference. Whenever you get ready to do something major, you have to be mindful of who you talk to. Careful who you talk to. Careful who you tell your dreams, your visions, your goals to. Small-minded people, I said it on another uh, episode, small-minded people are never going to understand a big vision. They're not. They are not going to understand it because they have a small mentality. They have a small mentality, and they don't see the need for all of that. I don't understand the need for all of that. You don't need all that. You don't need this. You don't need a house like that. What you need that for? And so this circle of influence that you have around you, be it family members, love them to death, but you can't tell them everything. Some family members you know, you can't tell them everything because they're already going to have a predisposition on what you can and cannot do. There are some friends. Y'all may have been friends for years. You may have been friends from college or may have been friends from high school, and now you get ready to tell them your dream. And here's the thing about it. They could be successful too in their arenas, but, you know, there's a little haterade on there, and so now you tell them, and now they suddenly think that you can't do it. Here's what you need to watch out for. Watch out for people who do not celebrate your small successes. If they don't celebrate the small successes, when you get the big one, they're definitely not going to celebrate. Watch those who don't clap, because those who don't clap is an indicator of who's going to eventually 
going to try to betray you. That was free. I didn't mean to say that. I threw that in for you. But watch out for those who don't clap at your celebration. Mm -mm -mm. That circle of influence makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference on you self-sabotaging yourself. Because you know what? I don't want to hear their mouth. I don't want to hear. I don't want to deal with how they how I will appear to them. You want to keep it real, or you don't want to make people feel like you've left them, you've abandoned them in their lowliness, in their mess. You don't want them to feel like, oh well, you're no longer a part of us. You're right. I'm no longer a part of that mindset. I love you. We're still family. That doesn't change blood. I'm no longer a part of that mindset. I'm going to get out of this, and I'll come back and visit you. <laughs> I'll drive my my uh, Lamborghini or Porsche, whatever you want to drive, and I'll come back and visit you, but I'm not going to stay here anymore. I deserve better. I want to get better. I want to go higher in life, and I'm not going to stay here with you anymore. I love you, but I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. So those are three causes of self-sabotage. Let me give you some symptoms to show you that you are self-sabotaging yourself. That's the oxymoron, self-sabotaging yourself, because you can't self-sabotage somebody else. That's just regular sabotage. But anyway, that's a whole other class. We'll talk about it later. Here are some symptoms that you are self-sabotaging. Number one, you focus more on the negative than you do the positive. Have you ever been around somebody like that? Have you ever shared something with somebody? and they The first thing they say is, yeah, but, yeah, but, man, that yeah, but gets real old. Yeah, but, and sometimes you're telling yourself that. You have somebody else say, man, I believe in you. Sister, I believe in you. You can go for it. You can, you can be the, the, the head of surgery. You can be the chief surgeon. You can be the head of the hospital. You can be the head of this organization. You can be whatever you want to be in life. You can be the head architect. You can be the head construct, uh, contractor for the city. Yeah, but. See, you're looking at all those negatives before you even consider a positive. Yeah, but. I mean, okay. Look, let's, let's, let's break down how you're looking at things. If I give you something, if I give you a blank piece of paper right now, and all you see on it is just a blank piece of paper with nothing written on it, then you could be self-sabotaging yourself for the rest of your life. But if I give you that blank piece of paper and all you see on it is opportunity for you to write something down, for you to take a note, for you to write your visions, for you to write your goal, all, if you see opportunity, then you're doing good. But if I give you that piece of paper and all you see is opposition, then you are the very one I'm talking to. You are seeing the negative before you see the positive. I'm not saying don't weigh out the options, don't investigate, don't research, don't do your due diligence, but I'm also telling you that you are self-sabotaging yourself. You are, you're going to be stuck, and it's going to be 10 years past, it's going to be 50 years past, and you're going to look back and wonder what happened to my life that's because every time God tried to present you with an opportunity, you self-sabotage yourself and you just kept saying, I'm not worthy of it. Nobody in my family did it. You kept letting that fear stop you. 
And you never, as Peter did in the Bible, when, when Jesus called him on the, on the ocean, he never, if you would have never stepped out on that boat, Peter stepped out of that boat, he got one command from God, from Jesus, and it was the word come. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. God gave him, Jesus gave him one word, come, and he got out of that boat. And I'm telling you, some of you need to get out of that boat that you have been rocking. That boat ain't going nowhere. The boat is going nowhere. Get out of that boat and walk on water. Uh-oh, this is good to me. I've, I've, I've started getting excited and hyped myself. You've got to get out of that boat. That boat has no growth. That boat has no potential. And the boat can only go the way the waves tell it to go. I don't care how much you're paddling. I don't care how much you're rowing. You can do all of that and you can have all of that energy and effort behind you. But if there's a big tidal wave coming, if there's a storm coming, the boat can only go the way the waves will allow it to go. Get out of that boat. The next thing that is a symptom of self-sabotage, you have a backup plan for failure but not success. That's a big one. You have a backup plan for failure but not for success. That means that you are so busy with the what ifs, well, if this doesn't go wrong, then I can just, I guess I can go back and live with my mama. Or if this doesn't go uh, uh, right, rather, if this doesn't go right, then I guess I can just go back and get me a nine to five. If this doesn't go right, at least I have my degree behind me. If this doesn't go right, then I'll just go back to Johnny. Then, you know, uh, you know, he wasn't all that good to me, but I'm comfortable with him. If this doesn't go right, then, you know, I'll just have this backup plan. So you have all these backup plans and all these what ifs. For if things go wrong, but you don't have a what if for if things go right. What if you are successful? What if you are in high demand? What if you published a book and, and 5,000 people won it the first week? Do you have contingency plans? Have you even researched what it would take in order to fulfill the demands that people would have on you should you get them? Have you even considered what your life would be like if you, was, if you were to put your resume out there and all these companies would like you and you had to consider, oh, man, maybe I get to move to New York or maybe I, I can move to Oklahoma or move to, to Chicago or somewhere else. And you don't have to be stuck in your same little city and your same little situation. But you put your resume out there and now people all over the country are warning you. You haven't even began to think about the what ifs on the positive side because you're so busy with the what ifs on the negative side. And subtly, you are self-sabotaging yourself. You're self-sabotaging. Because you're, so, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. And so your energies, your efforts, your focus is all on what if this doesn't go right? So now any, any little thing that feeds that narrative, you start saying, see, I knew this wasn't going to go right. Or see, I'm glad I got my backup plan. Or see, I'm glad that I got something else in the works. You have all of these contingency plans for what if something goes wrong, but never if something goes right. What if it goes right? What if you're a great success? What if you're a great husband? What if you're a great wife? 
What if you're a great author? What if you're a great pastor? What if you're a great leader? What if you get out there and become a great speaker? What if you get out there and become in such demand that now you really do have to quit your your, your full-time job? I'm not telling you to do that. Just be wise. But you become in such demand that your calendar is booked up for the next two years. What if that does happen? But you're so busy saying, what if it doesn't? And you're self-sabotaging. Number three is a, is a symptom of self-sabotage, and this is going to be real big, procrastination. Procrastination. Procrastination, my friend, is truly expensive. Because procrastination, here's what happens. You keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because you say, well, you know, you're afraid to do it. You have this low self-esteem, the people around you, you know, they they talking like this and and they don't really want you to do it and you don't want to disappoint them. So you keep self you you keep procrastinating, putting it off and putting it off and then when the window of time has gone, when you have have when everybody else has moved on and they don't no longer care about your idea that you had 4 years ago that you never moved on or they no longer are, are interested in sitting back and and, and helping you and pushing you and promoting you and you're not doing it yourself. And so what ends up happening is you end up saying, oh, well, see, I guess it wasn't meant for me. Or I guess, you know, people like to say, I guess God didn't mean for me to have it. Or, or I knew it wasn't going to work out because you kept procrastinating. You kept putting it off. And life, ladies and gentlemen, is not going to wait for you. Life is not, the world is not going to stop. There was the old TV show, I can't even think of what it was. The girl used to put her two fingers together, her two index fingers, and, and time would freeze. That's TV. This is, this is reality. You have got to get up and you've got to do something now. And you have got, you have got to, listen to me, you have got to stop telling yourself you have more time. Stop telling yourself you'll do it tomorrow. Stop telling yourself you'll do it next week. Stop telling yourself you'll do it at any other time but right now. Stop telling yourself that because you are making an erroneous assumption that tomorrow you will still be around. You're making an erroneous assumption that tomorrow, you know what? Tomorrow is going to be promised to me, which it is never promised. You're making this erroneous assumption that you know you'll be around in five years. We can hope, but we don't know that to be true. Procrastination is expensive. It's expensive. The more you keep putting it off, the more it's going to take. Let's like, okay, say for instance, you want to be a track star. Well, you should really start doing that in your youth. I mean, youth, like elementary, junior high, high school youth. I'm at this tender age of 41 right now. You can't tell it by looking up the pictures, but I know that's what you're saying. Uh, I can't tell it, and you're probably saying, wow, right now, as you go back and look at the picture and say, that guy's 41. Yeah, I am 41. At this, at this current time, I'm 41. Now, needless to say, if I was to go out and try to be a track star right now, it's not going to feel as good as it, when I was 17, okay? My knees are going to start hurting. My back is going to be aching me. I'm going to run out of breath pretty soon. I'm not going to even front. That breath is not going to last as long as a 17-year-old. 
And here's the thing about it. I'm older. My body can't handle it as well as I could when I was 17. Procrastination, ladies and gentlemen, is expensive. You'll never feel as good as you feel right now. You'll never have the energy you have right now. You'll never have the mind frame you have right now. And I'm telling you, as long as you have the grace, you'll never have the grace that you have right now. God has allowed you this window of time to get this thing done according to his purpose. And you better go after it right now. Procrastination is expensive. I hope this is okay. I hope you're getting some. Now, I got three solutions for you to stop self-sabotaging yourself. Number one, I want you to write the vision and every day proclaim where you're going. As the scriptures say, write the vision and make it plain. I want you to write it down and I want you to write it somewhere where you can see it. And I want you to proclaim it every single day. Because you proclaiming it every single day gets into your subconscious and it helps you to be able to see it. I can see that thing. And when you can see it, studies have shown that you are 10 times more likely to go after it because you can see that thing. And you begin every day to work towards that thing. I don't care if it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I don't care if you, you dedicate an hour every single day. You're going to do something towards that vision, that dream, that goal. Something, something, you're going to do something to say, I'm getting better and I'm getting out of this thing. You're going to write the vision, you're going to write it, and you're going to proclaim it every single day where you're going. Number two, you're going to have a true confidant. Now, I know that's going to be hard. So, you know, if, if you don't have it, maybe you need to search for somebody, a true confidant who can be an accountability partner. Somebody who can say, and it's not nagging, but it's somebody can say, hey, how's that, how's that dream coming along? How's that vision coming along? Because you know what? Now you feel accountable to somebody, so you don't want to not only disappoint yourself, first of all, but you don't want to disappoint them. Somebody who says, hey, I believe in you, man. I want you to get out there and do that thing. I'm, you, you feel this sense of, as the word dictates, accountability. You feel a, a bit accountable to them, and so you say, you know what? Uh, hey, man, I, I, I'm struggling you know, uh, with this or that. You know, It needs to be somebody you really trust, Somebody who you can really talk to, who can really help you, not somebody you can just complain to. Because if it's somebody you can just complain to, then quite frankly, you're going nowhere. But it needs to be somebody who is just as determined as you are. So maybe you're, you're weak one day and they're strong that day. Maybe you're strong today, they're weak that day, and you can help and build each other up. But you need somebody with you in the fight. Who and, and it may not be somebody with the same dream, but it's somebody who has a dream or who has fulfilled their dream so they can you all can help guide each other in the right way. Hey, do you know somebody that does this? Do you know somebody that does that? Yeah, let me let me give you the phone number. Let me look that up for you. You're struggling to find that? Oh, I can Google that right now and I can help you out with that. You need somebody in your on your side, somebody who you can be an accountability partner. You say, well, hey, I don't know anybody like that. Well, again, write the vision and make it plain, okay? And you be your own accountability partner until you have somebody that God sends in your life to help you out. And the third one I want you to do is to have confidence and believe in yourself more. 
Have confidence and believe in yourself more. You need to have confidence and believe in yourself more. Stop believing what people have said to you. Stop believing the lies they've said. Stop believing everything that you see on the news as being your truth. Stop believing all the stats you see of why it can't work. That's not necessarily your truth. Stop believing that. Believe in yourself more. Believe in in the gifts and the talents that God has placed down inside of you. Believe in it. There's more in you. There's more in you than you've seen. There's a greater man inside of you. There's a greater woman inside of you. Believe in yourself. Believe in you more. You can do it. I don't care if nobody's ever done it before. You can be the barrier breaker. Break those barriers. Break that glass ceiling. Go for it. Do it. It's yours to do. It's yours to take. It's yours to have. If nobody else has ever done it before, it's yours. I want you to know I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. You may have never heard that before. Maybe nobody in your life has ever told you that. Maybe nobody in your life has ever confirmed that. I want to tell you, I believe in you. I believe that you can do anything you put your mind to. I believe there's no obstacle you cannot overcome. I believe there's no barrier you cannot break. I believe there's no height you cannot climb. I don't believe that there is anything in front of you that you cannot overcome. I believe in you. I want you to believe in you. I want you to believe in the God-given ability and talent he has placed inside of you. Hey, so listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm a religious man. I am a Christian man. I believe in God, and I believe in the power of prayer. So for the last few moments, I'm going to pray. Now, maybe you're listening, and you're not a religious person. Maybe you don't believe in God. That's your prerogative. You can do whatever you want to do. You can click me off right now. You can turn me off. For those of you who say, yes, I, I too believe in the power of prayer and the power of God, I'm going to take these last few moments and pray for you and pray with you. And, you know, before I do that, <clears throat> maybe you are uh, like to be a guest. Maybe you know a guest, a potential guest. Maybe you have a show idea. I want you to email me, antarfm1 at gmail.com. Again, antarfm1 at gmail.com. If you want to know more about the hardcore book, you can go to my website, antarmohammed.com. You can order the book on amazon.com, barnesandnobles.com. For my Kubu readers, you can get it on Kubu or Apple iBooks. So I'm going to pray for you, and uh, I uh, I pray that you have a a better realization of who you are. So Father, right now I come and and I humbly say thank you. I humbly say thank you for your many blessings. I say thank you for your gratitude or your graciousness. I say thank you for your greatness. Thank you for your grace and thank you for your mercy. I say thank you for your peace. Father, I pray for every listener right now who is struggling with this area of self-sabotage. I pray, God, that you would help them to find a renewed faith in you, a renewed faith in themselves. I pray, God, you would help them to discover who they are, Help them to discover what it is you have placed inside of them. Help them to discover everything you have for them and who they are meant to be 
Show them the purpose you have for them. Show them the reason why you had them them to survive the ordeals they survived. You had them to overcome whatever obstacles they came in their way. Show them. Give them peace. Give them strength. Help them when it feels like, when it looks like then they're not going to succeed. And they're doing it all over again. And they're, here they are sabotaging their own success again. Help them, Lord. Strengthen them. Give them courage. Give them wisdom. Give them knowledge. And give them understanding. I pray for peace in someone's heart, peace in their mind, and peace in their spirit. In Christ's name, amen. Have a great day.